Hello, and thank you for coming back to season two of 26 and Under. I am Robert. Joined with me are the other hosts. Matt. Henry. And Gabe. And today we're going to be talking about Puella Madoka Magica. Did you did sir. you say that sir, correctly? No, it's in. I didn't actually. Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Yeah, talking about Madoka. Talking about Madoka. Just shorthanded to Madoka Magica. It's sure, Madoka. we're talking about uh, also just Magicals. shorthanded to Madoka at this point. It's just Madoka. 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 So, this is. The uh, deconstruction of the magical girl anime genre, um, in a nutshell, for yeah. a quick breakdown as to what this series is. It was a bunch of uh, horror anime producers wanting to uh, make fun of a genre. Uh, I don't think... No, this was not making fun of this genre. No, it, no, it, was, it, was, it was more it so was, making it ask the questions yeah, that it a was, normal magical girl anime doesn't. Yeah, it was it was built as well. We want to make a magical girl anime, but we want to make it not the same. We want it to like push the envelope as to what the magical girl genre is, not just cute, happy, fun times with the with the little girls and the magical sticks. Yeah, murder, murder circus. Yeah, murder circus, murder circus, murder circus. Um, so let's go first impressions. Let's start with the person that chose this one. Hey, that was me this time. Yep. Uh, this anime was really sweet to watch. Uh, I definitely need to rewatch it, <laughs> but it was a blast. Luckily, if you want to rewatch it, granted, we're going to have to get the Blu-rays because they're not on Netflix anymore because apparently they got, this got taken off of Netflix. Uh, they're, the entire yeah, series is I, compiled in two movies. I found, I, I found it. that out. Oh, wow. I was looking for this. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I was like, oh, the Netflix version isn't here anymore. I guess I'll go to Verve. Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> Verve has the English dub and the subs, but not the movies. Yeah, because I think the Netflix one was only in English, if I remember correctly, because I only remember watching that. I believe English. so. It, but it, it was it, only in English, and it was the individual episodes. It wasn't the movies. Yeah, no, the movies were also on Netflix. Actually. Only for a short amount of time, yeah. and then they removed them. Yeah, because the Dver version has both the Japanese and the English. Audio. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to me, I guess, next. So my first impression, I'm going to go back to 2011 when this anime came out. It was spring of 2011. Man, As a no weekly. need to style on us. I mean, I, I will. If he wasn't going to say it, I was. <laughs> Where I... Uh, I was sitting at uh, the community college of where we live, and in the room, in the room, and I was going through the di the different an seasonal animes, watching them, and I was like, "Oh, this looks like a weird. Ma this is a magical girl anime. Sure, click on it, start watching." And then it starts doing trippy visuals that make that I'm like a very getting very confused by, and then I hit episode three, <laughs> three two weeks later. And then I needed an episode four after episode three, and there wasn't one for another week. Because it was a weekly. It, it, it's a very weird experience, and it got me... I think this is what like kept me into anime, because for a bit, like watching seasonals was very trying. 
Um, and this one, just like from the start, I was very intrigued. And I had people telling me when episode one came out that this was going to be garbage. And look who's I, wrong. I can imagine why, though. Like, if you just take episode one in like a vacuum, I can I can imagine why. Yeah, but that's not the writing process that they went through. But yeah, again, I can see why people were saying that. It's just like now we look at it back. Now we look back at it and we're like, oh yeah, uh, Gable. Uh, so I watched this like two years after it became like came out on Netflix when they had the Netflix movie version. It was the dub and all of that. And I was like halfway paying attention when I first watched it. Like I knew it was dark and I knew that there was like dark themes or whatever. And I knew that it was like a writing attempt at deconstructing an idea or a theme. So something similar to like Devil Man or Evangelion. Sure. But I'm thinking more like literary. Oh, okay. Like sci-fi deconstructions but i um, I can't help you with that (laughs) i can help you if we're talking about anime (laughs) this is me having to deal with midterms for the last like three weeks but um there's all of that and there's like the fun like consistency to it all so like everything has a system and everything has rules and everything like has variations to this rule so like a certain magical girl will have like a spear or something like that or another magical girl will have like two swords and whatever and like different abilities and different like skill sets that allow them to exist within a system and there's like different classifications of witches and all that it's fun just fun very tired (laughs) why are you tired I don't know why you would be tired? Come up from this chair. And <clears throat> they don't need to know about this time of our life. Okay, it's just about the anime we watched. How, how was your first impression? So I watched it also as well uh, at the tail end of when it was coming out as a weekly. So like the last three or four episodes were just coming out. It was in that progression, and it was before the dark time of my anime life. So this is the early time when I was like watching good anime that didn't make me sad. Um, <laughs> this didn't make you sad no i feel like uh, that should always be the goal so the whole thing about this show is that i i'm not a huge magical girl fan i'm not a huge sailor moon fan i'm not a huge card captor sakura fan i just i just it's not for me it's just not my cup of tea and looking at this i was like okay this seems like it's going to be a normal magical girl show but it had a different tinge to it darker and uh, I kind of avoided dark things because I was still kind of a, 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 a Sakura blossom that is yet to bloom completely. I didn't like horror stuff and I didn't like scary things. Um, Why did you? We. Weeb. <laughs> Damn. Sir, let me get as chuny as I possibly can. Um, but it just didn't sit with me. It didn't gravitate the first time, but watching it again, now that I learned what the word deconstruct and deconstruction means, uh, cause I didn't know what that was at the time. I thought it was just another magical show. Um, it's unique. It is very unique. It is very unique. Yeah. It's shaft had tilts up the wazoo. <laughs> this is before I even knew that shaft was a studio. I, this is before I could pick out a studio by its look, except for bones. I knew when bones was around. All right, you so can't let's hide from me. Bones. Let's get down to our character rundown. So in this series, we have a total of six characters. 
that are important. There are other characters that are named, but they're not the important ones. So we'll start with the ti- we'll start with the titular character, Monica. She is your atypical magical girl protagonist. She's is, a pink-haired she cinnamon bun. Yes. Is she your atypical protagonist, Matt? She's atypical. Uh, oh, atypical. Atyp- uh, sorry. Thank <laughs> you. atypical means that she's not. Okay, sorry. Atypical <laughs> would mean she would be different. So yeah. Atypical would mean she's a goth that suddenly gets Spe- powers. Speaking wrong, the wrong okay. words coming out of my mouth. Uh, so she, uh, she is bubbly, happy, always trying to do the right thing. Yep. Uh, she does not fit into this world. <laughs> mm, overall, no. Uh, so the tone of the series is very dark, brooding. People are getting sad and uh, and all this stuff. But she is always the ray of sunshine, and she is a con- and she is constantly trying to make things right and happy like a normal magical girl. Yeah. But that's not how this world works. Unlike in a normal magical girl anime, when everything's getting sad and gloomy, when the magical girl makes it, is being happy, the series becomes happy again. Mm-hmm. But this one, she tries and tries to make everything happy, and it doesn't work. That's kind of her role in this. She's it, also the main focal point of the entire story. Yes. Uh, I mean, I yes. wouldn't say she is the yes. main focal point. She's of one of the, the entire main story. Uh, she is the entire story. The entire you s- cannot tell this story without Monica. No, uh, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that there is another character too that also is pretty pivotal to the sure. to the whole grand scheme of things. I mean, everybody is pivotal to the grand scheme of things, but Monica is like the linchpin in all of yeah. it. Yes. No, I'm, that's not what I'm. The denying. other character would be. The other character would be Homura. The uh, the stoic uh, transfer student that is also a magical girl. Um, she it she is. Uh, I guess we don't even worry about spoilers with this thing. So why am I trying to dodge around it? She traveled through time. She's relived these this past month twenty billion times, watching Madoka die every single time. She's skated. She's. No, we're no, not. not Steins- How dare you? No she- talking about that. Well, that's on the list, though, because we're giving exceptions to rules. No. Savage. Because it technically doesn't have a second season because you don't have to watch no. the second season for it. Savage. You're correct. Anyways, so uh, Homura is very much trying to prevent Madoka from ever becoming a magical girl. So... In the statement of where, uh, like, if we were to liken this to Evangelion, the statement is everybody's trying to force the main character into the mech. She is trying to keep the main character from getting into the mech. She's she's trying to she's stop trying- her from becoming the, like... From ever even thinking about the mech. Yep. She does not want Madoka to ever go near the mech. And that's the uh, and one of the interesting points about this is there's some spinoff mangas that I've read of this because I've done way too much homework on this anime from way long ago, uh, where there's timelines where Madoka literally does not know what a magical girl is, lives sheltered in in an apartment with Homura, and at the very end of the manga is a climactic moment where like terrorists are doing are like bombing something, and they bomb this mall and Madoka is caught in the shrapnel and dies. 
and that is when Homura resets the timeline there. Mm-hmm. So like, Homura does not only have timelines where she di- where Madoka is dying to the natural cause of her death, but also just random occurrences because it's impossible to s- because she's destined to always die at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Homura is very dark and brooding because of the amount of times she's recycled and is most like is most easily the secondary main character uh after we have her we have sayaka who would be madoka's best friend yeah sayaka is also the most tragic probably the most tragic character in this entire story yeah because she's supposed to be the like stereotypical other magical girl in the show where she's more so like carefree and about herself but about like justice and like doing what's right uh yes also she is almost a direct uh character plot uh breakdown of the original little mermaid story that's amazing yeah i love it she sacrifices her she sacrifices her body or her life to become a magical girl to uh Say, to save the boy she likes the boy she likes though falls in love with another girl and it causes her and that causes and she becomes something else instead of uh she becomes seafoam yeah she becomes seafoam instead of killing the or effectively killing the person to become or killing the prince to gain her voice back voice back um so, so it's very interesting and tragic. Um, Sayaka and some background information that I learned uh, recently is that Sayaka, when presented, when the writer presented Sayaka's story to everyone, uh, the producer was like, "Could we, uh, could we maybe not kill her in such a brutal manner?" Nope. Writer was like, "Nope, no, she has. This has to happen this way." And they were like, "Okay, okay." Well, maybe she could come back, though. Writer's like, nope. It's not how this works. It's not how this works. It has to go this way. And they're like, okay. Okay. And that's interesting that and uh, they there's a lot of inf- interviews with the staff around this, and they said that they literally gave him free reign on the story. Yeah, like, like I remember reading an article where the producers basically, they were in charge of keeping the front of Monica of like it being just this carefree magical girl thing yeah. with like all of the press releases and all of that while letting the writers just do their thing as long as it was a dark deconstruction of like the stuff that's wrong with the magical girl genre they could do whatever they wanted and, and like uh they wouldn't let like before they even named characters they had their fate their story arc their like entire plan set out for this entire story yep and Sayaka is also the favorite of everybody in the in the studios because she's the most level headed. She's she's she keeps I mean, everyone it's in difficult line. to be level headed in this situation. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think she's the one who keeps her cool the most. Well, yeah, she's she's the cool like no, she keeps her situation cool in a lot of situations. Like she, she's the cool like vigilante character. That's all she is. Yeah, because if she that's not it's not she's level headed. Yeah, she's she's not not level headed. -headed. She's just a vigilante. That's all she she is. Starts degrading massively. 
like by the end of the thing she is screaming at Monica saying everything is Monica's fault oh, like yeah. holy crap she she is not level headed at the end she she breaks down hard um so following that uh light tone that we just left that on let's talk about mommy my favorite character the uh the mentor character yeah that has our, to die and <laughs> Yeah, she dies for the sins of our enjoyment. No, it's not even for our enjoyment. That's just it's just the thing with mentor characters is that in order for the call to adventure to happen, the mentor she, has to, the mentor has to go away. Yeah, I don't like that. Now that's how it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to like it. Now she and she they set up a lot of her backstory through the three episodes she's in where they do a lot of flashbacks to her being in a car crash. And they never explicitly say that like mommy knows what's going on or mommy knows that like, Oh no, being, but we, so through, through interpretation and context of an episode at the very end, we can infer that nobody knew the exact relevancy of, what a magical girl was Mm -hmm. because we see mommy in different timelines going and freaking out because she finds out exactly what magical girl are magical girls are in context of this world. Yeah. Yeah. But those are different timelines though. Yeah. But the problem is, is that because the, so the, the main point is that the only changes that Homura ever makes to the timelines is preventing is, preventing trying to prevent Madoka from dying so like in this one it starts off with her chasing kubei and keeping kubei from ever meeting Madoka so that Madoka is not a magical girl before homura transfers in uh because homura always restarts at uh like a week before she transfers in if i remember the approximation right mm-hmm. um so she literally takes that week and prevents Kubei from ever meeting Madoka so that so that Madoka doesn't get it in her head before. No, but w- like what I mean is that like so the whole plan with the ending was uh planned when Mommy was still alive at the tea party on like episode 2. It's like when Madoka stayed the night at Mommy's yeah. apartment or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um it seems like to me that mommy knows that like the whole magical girl thing is a sham. Well, so, so no, she knows, she, she knows the, the wishes are monkey's paws. Yeah. She knows that because she's had a wish and her wish did not come out exactly as she wanted. And it's the same thing with Kyoko and Sai and, and what Sai Kyoko knows this and Sayaka learns this. In fact, more of me going into side story stuff. We find out in another side story that Kyoko used to work with mommy until the stuff that happens in Kyoko's backstory happens. And, uh, then she stops being, uh, partners with mommy Mm -hmm. because she can't, she can't trust anyone. Yeah. Um, so mommy is very caring and older sistery to Mm -hmm. all the girls. She's a mommy. Yeah. (laughs) That was bad. That was bad. Uh, and that's about the majority of her character because we really only see her for three episodes yep. and then portions of a fourth episode. Um, but she was very easy to latch on to and it was very heartbreaking when she died. Like, 
It, it was the first death in the series. Because it, it, it also demonstrated, like, the stakes, too. Because, yeah. like, they would say people died to witches and witch hunts and all of that. But, like, we as viewers were like, oh, yeah, sure. It's like, an off-screen death. It doesn't matter. Or not even that. It's just, like, sure, there's stakes. Stakes. Yeah, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the same thing with every Magical Girl anime. There are stakes involved. People are dying. Uh... Every time our heroes show up, though, they save the day and nobody dies. Yeah. Not, not in this world. Nope. <laughs> not in this world. Uh, for a witch to manifest, a lot of people had to die. Yes. So that is, Mommy, we're going to go into our fifth magical girl, right? Yeah. Fifth, yeah. Which is Kyoko. She comes in midway or she comes in right after Mommy dies. Yep. Um, She is very much the uh brash like she's what the magical girl system of this world turns people into yeah like she's she's the monster hunter type that like Don't, as long as she's getting paid she doesn't care what yeah. happens she she's not she's not caring about oh this familiar is going to kill a bunch of people she's going once it kills like five people it becomes a witch and then i kill it because then i get my seed to fix my magic so I'm not actually wasting my magic killing things that are not worth my time. Uh, so she's more methodical as to what she's thinking. She's and, a veteran. But she also has this deep-seated trauma that makes her unable to trust a lot of people. Um, as we all have. Because her wish was a huge monkey's paw. Oops. <laughs> and is also fucked. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, almost all the wishes wishes are fucked in this. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a full explanation as to what mommy's wish is, but we can infer a little bit as to what it was. Yeah. Um, Kyoko is very fun and is constantly, because of how this series is and how magical girl anime are uh, shipped with Sayaka, mm-hmm. um, which is which comes more into play when you watch the move the sequel movie but it's still it's still like somewhat relevant because kyoko starts caring more and more about sayaka when sayaka starts degrading heavily um and sayaka like i think it took a certain action like i think it took the soul gems being yeah jams like that reveal to madoka and sayaka to where kyoko could actually open up to them yeah because they're in the same situation that uh or Kyoko's in the same situation that Sayaka and Hamura and all of them are in. And uh Kyoko is very and and that's one of the cool things about it. And Kyoko proves that she is a very good friend as time goes on. And now we get to everybody's favorite character, the, the fucking broker. gremlin. <laughs> Kyube. It's so adorable. No, it's adorable. Is it? Wrong. It is adorable. Uh huh. It's a demon. It is visually adorable. Yes. So, it is also likened to an HP Lovecraft elder god. It is visually adorable. <laughs> and a djinn. And, and an imp. A demon. A devil. Listen. I don't. I'm not getting it is, into it's any a of those vile, details. A vile temptor. I'm not getting into any of It those is details. the main antagonist of this series. It is what visually adorable. You, it's what happens when you get a Mogwire wet. <laughs> and then form a contract with it. Oh my god! Uh, I think my 
favorite like memory of watching this series was just everybody at the at the time would just walk up to people and be like you hey, want to make contract? yeah want to make a contract want to make a contract and it's like no no <laughs> no 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 see he, there's only character. one problem it, i have with this character yeah which is so it says that it's not actively malicious no. and it's not no. like it's not it's not it is but and it says it's not actively lying to them. It's not. But there are several times where the QB actually lies to them. Well, it, the plan the plan with Monica's soul gem or whatever to where Monica, when she becomes a witch, can power the universe and who cares what happens to the earth, even though she's like, or they're like, oh, yeah, uh, eventually we'll get humanity up to the stars. I mean... <laughs> I mean, he he Eventually. he underhands things. He, he words things into where it's like he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not outright lying. He's bending the truth. Classic. Um, Cuba. I give you a, a bag of jelly beans and say these jelly beans have the possibility of extending your life. They could. They could. They very well could. But like like when I'm not uh, lying to you, when I'm saying they could. A good example of this is when Kyoko is trying to come up with ways to fix Sayaka when she turns into a witch, and Kube uh, is Kube literally. Uh, she says, "So if we do this thing, could it work?" And it's like possible. Good. Nobody's tried it before, and then afterwards, when talking with Homura, and she's like, "You, you told like." You knew this wouldn't work, and he's like, "I mean, yes, but I said possible. But I said it might might have worked. I didn't say it did work. It's kind of that whole like I didn't tell you to do it. So he is an asshole, and he deserves what he gets. At <laughs> he the does deserve what he in, gets in that movie. In in the movie, he deserves every he, bit of what he, he gets. Uh, so let's get on to the plot. We're not talking about what." No, that's a movie character. Dang it. <laughs> Rob. We're Rob. not we're not letting we're not putting the movie into this discussion because that requires extra reading. I just like that one character though. <laughs> you like that one character that you didn't it think did you would nothing wrong. I mean <laughs> We'll have words once Henry's watched the movie. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk the plot real quick. Into the plot. All so right. the way Monica's written is that there is a Japanese kabuki style like screenplay or like acting way where the first act will always introduce you into the thick of things. So like you'll be brought into like while everything's going on at the same time. So like with uh, Monica stumbling upon Kyubei while the whole Hamura rewinding yeah. time thing is going on she's just being introduced we're being introduced into the thick of it yeah basically so we're basically told what's going on and we're introduced into the middle of it the second part to this three-piece uh writing style is that we're given the rules or given what is going on or what is happening or what whatever basically the Exposition. So instead of having a massive exposition episode like other animes do, Madoka kind of breaks it up into like four to five episodes. So in like the second episode, we're introduced to like 
the rules for the magical girl thing, what they do as a living, what they like wishes, wishes, gems. stuff. Like not specifically told what they do, but like you the can. basic rules. Yeah, the basic rules of magical girls kill witches, get their grief seeds, and uh, purify their gems. Yeah, purify their gems. Yeah. And to and become then, a magical girl, you make a contract with Cubay that requires you to make a wish. Yeah. So if the first act introduces you into the thick of things and the second act gives you the rules, the third act reveals the truth to you and reveals things that you didn't know during the introduction to the thick of things and gives you a new like perspective Outlook. and a new hook into the thing that happened in act one and in act two. So... So for the first three episodes, this is this looks like a normal, nice, and happy magical girl anime with weird yeah. Q episode three. Yeah, so like, mommy gets eaten by a witch and dies, and everybody realizes, oh shit, we can die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody realizes that this actually has stakes, and it's not something that like they realize. It's about to get real. <laughs> There's no but winning like, love by daylight in this. There's as, just death. As like other examples in the show. So for the next arc, it'll be like the uh, Kyoko's introduced and Sayaka gets her uh, magical girl powers and they fight. In the second arc, they're given like what other magical girls are doing in other towns and how like witch hunts work and how yeah. like, witches are created and all of that. Or well, created, no, we don't. Yeah. But like... Like a little, well, I mean, one of the ways witches are created, the only way that we know of. Yeah. And then in the third, it's revealed that the soul gems are really just like there to hold your like consciousness because and and your body is just being pulled by your consciousness. Yeah. Your soul, your soul, you are now this little rock. The body is being moved by the little rock. The rock is impervious to attacks, the so your body doesn't feel pain anymore. Or it's like, not necessarily you don't feel pain anymore. It's just really, really heavily like, yeah, stop gapped. Yeah, um, and it makes you a pretty much a super soldier. Yeah, and all the characters take this very poorly. <laughs> Telling people they don't have autonomy anymore. Yeah. So the third arc. So, uh, going with this same structure, the first part is uh, Sayaka's kind of going off the deep end and realizing that, like, game over, man. The game wish over. is kind it's of backfiring. Over. Yeah, her she. So, for context, Sayaka to make her wi- her to become a magical girl wished for the boy she liked to regain the use of his hand so he could play the violin again because he was getting super depressed in the hospital because he had lost the ability to use his hands through like a car accident or something. So in the first part of this arc, she tries to justify what's happening to her because she's like, I'm trying to make my like crush feel better because yeah. his life is really shitty right now. So I'm going to take on this burden. I'm going to become the zombie or whatever yes. for Cubase little like March of the Machines or whatever. In the second part of this arc, Kyoko pulls Sayaka aside and basically tells her, like, the what happened? Yeah, Kyoko, Kyoko's backstory, which is Kyoko's, uh, Kyoko wished or Kyoko's father, what, who used to be a pastor for a church or for the church and everything, uh, started preaching different ideas than what the church mm-hmm. preached, and they were likened to a cult. Yeah, 
And so he was excommunicated from the church. Nobody would come to their sermons. So her wish was for people to listen, people to listen to him. Um, and while he was doing that, she was fighting and he ended up finding out some way, somehow that she was, she a, was the, that it was not his sermons that brought people to him. It was her wish. He called her a, de- uh, a witch her, her, herself and then hung himself. He killed, killed and, the rest of his family, yeah, hung kill, himself, kill, killed his wife and hung himself. And she points out that wishes for other people don't always go the way you want because they are not for yourself. So when you wish, make a wish for another person, it can backfire heavily because you have no control over that person. Because wishes are basically like monkey's paw. Well, that and like karmic justice is their term for using it where like it defies all logic because the aliens or whatever are using it. So there's a lot of like karmic justice that like, uh, like throws back like a rubber band or like swings back at you basically. So, so to go back to the arc, Sayaka's, uh, big moment of realization is that, uh, she is not going to end up with the boy that she saved. Her friend is, yeah, and it's because Sayaka like, can't be, be with him because she she doesn't feel human. Basically. Um so she sacrifices and she starts to view her like sacrifice in vain cuz she's yeah. like what the fuck is the point of me of this. being this way for a human like for a person yeah. that I can never be with or for humanity yeah. that doesn't care. Yeah, just period dot. And <laughs> Uh, this spirals her into degrading into a witch, uh, to which Sai, uh, Kyoko and, Ma- uh, Marika try to figure out a way to turn her back. Uh, turns out you can't, and Kyoko ends up, uh, suiciding herself to deal with, uh, the Phoenix maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> Damn. to deal with, uh, Sayaka. Yeah. Taking herself and Sayaka out. Now, an uh, overarching thing we haven't been talking about is this entire time, Homura was sp- uh, talking with Kyoko, trying to set up that those two would deal with a thing called the Walpurgis Noct, um, which is a giant witch that was planning to come down there, and she knew she couldn't handle it by herself. She is now by herself. It was the Walpurgis Noct. The only reason why Homura knows is because she's traveling back in time yeah, yeah. constantly, and but, but, the witch is always yeah. the constant. Um, and so she, and so she's trying to prevent Madoka from being the solution because Madoka's always the solution and she does, and she knows what happens. Uh, so this last arc, which we have just named the finale because that's what it is, is starts with so, the explanation as to what is Homura. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first part is bringing you back to the first part of the first act where the time is starting to rewind and Homura's like you're given the context into what Hamra's actual magical girl abilities are is that she can control time and she can reset time. Yep. And store guns in her shield. Yep. She has a little like pocket dimension or whatever. Yeah. So, um, raid the mafia for your weapons. We're given this context and we're introduced into this never ending loop in the middle of it. Like we're, 
probably by like the shows count we're like the fourth way in but there's probably thousands it it is most likely thousands because it probably takes thousands to get the karmic uh justice, justice. yeah to get on Madoka to get to the point that it is that she gets that she's able to attain what she needs to attain for the fin- finale so we're introduced to this and then we're brought into the um I forget what the explanation was in this episode, but it was basically the like goodbyes to everything. It, it, was, it was the like the main explanation for this episode was how does Homura know everything? And it was Homura has lived through countless amounts of these. Well, that and was that was stacked, and every time she stacked it, Homer uh, Madoka was always stronger. Like the first time, it was Madoka and her die or Madoka died, she lived. The second time was Madoka, uh, Madoka and her were both about to be corrupted and turned into a witch, but then Madoka gave her the uh, grief seat. The next time, Madoka corrupts into a witch to defeat Walpurgis Knight and is now the strong, a strong witch. And then we fast forward a bunch more times after that, um, proving that every time Homura has interfered with the timeline, Madoka's uh, results have changed to be stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. So it's every time Homura resets time, bad things happen. Um, the second act of this is then Madoka learning this. Madoka learning through Kyubei, who has figured it out, that uh, Homura is traveling back in time constantly and stacking Madoka's karmic justice up and up and up and up to the point that now literally she can become a god off of her ability um and uh Kyube revealing to us that the moment that uh homura gives up on trying to save madoka is when homura will become a witch mm-hmm. so given that explanation we go into the reveal or the truth is that Monica's karmic justice or the like mass of justice that she's obtained through Homura's constant time jumping is that she can basically create a wish that creates a rule in the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, back when mommy was still alive and mommy was asking her about a wish that like she would come up with uh, Monica stayed the night at her apartment and started to brainstorm a wish idea, right? Yeah. So her wish idea was to make sure that no witches in the world could exist to cause anyone any any pain. With the realization of what has been happening to Homura and what Cubate is yeah, what planning, what, what is every what yeah. everything is going on. <laughs> With everything going on, she realizes this this wish is basically the ace in the hole. Like, this is the thing that, like, sets everything right. But it's not fair to, like, everyone else, but it's the only thing that we can do that sets it right. And it's not what Homura would want. It's not what Homura would want. It's not what Madoka's mom would want. But Madoka is the only person that can solve this problem. It's the most selfless act that a person can do. And so Madoka literally becomes God and yeah. takes on all of the sins of 
the all, all the corruption of the magical girls and changes the entire world. Yep. Yeah, she to where she doesn't exist. She rewrites the universe to where any witches cannot exist because they would cause pain and suffering. Well, anytime a, a anytime magical a girl would make a wish, they are transported to her special place. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they disappear. And uh and she in pretty much they ascend to magical girl heaven as it were yeah it, using the religious allegory because this series becomes a religious allegory at this point yeah and, and from what we've learned through the series is if there's no magical girls there's no wishes yes so then witches don't exist and then there's no suffering in the world and so uh on, so well on. and and we also learned that suffering still exists because magical girls still exist um they are now coming up as wraiths and it sets up this whole like idea that could come from a new series mm-hmm. or sequel or something um and the only person that remembers anything of the previous world is uh homura and the only person that does not the only other magic the only other character that does not persist through to this world is sayaka because the moment that they are in the new world they f- they finish a area and sayaka is gone and everybody is like where'd sayaka go and it's like she used up all her magic and so sayaka is no longer alive in yeah, this like- timeline so it it is one of the reasons why everybody in the crew was like could we change it so she doesn't die and it's like no she has to yeah um it we need to have the example we can't just have a random a random person have it. We need to show that we need a person to be this person would have become a witch at this point, but they didn't. Um and it kind of ends with Homura uh telling the entire story to Kyube who now doesn't know what the wi- the witch system is and it kind of ends on that uh, ha- I can't really call this a happy ending. It's it's one of those like it's bittersweet. It's, yeah, yeah, this bittersweet ending because uh, Monica technically saved the world at the cost of her entire existence. Yeah, and uh, we see that there's still like a remnant of her because mm-hmm. her little brother has an imaginary friend named named Monica. And Homura is the only person that remembers her. Uh, this is this has gone into more depth, of course, in the sequel movie. Um, we can't go into much detail about it right now. We might do a thing later to like talk about that because that opens a whole nother can of worms. At least we didn't get a congratulations ending where all yeah. of our friends are standing around us. Congratulations! Yay! You, congratulations. We did it. <laughs> You are cor- you are correct. Congratulations, Shinji. Congratulations, the penguin. <laughs> the penguin. Um, Congrats. So, let us talk about the uh, animation in this series. I would like to first state this is by one of possibly my favorite animation studios, and this is uh, where this is their one they did. I think relatively close to what started, what created their visual style. Mm-hmm. Which Toei? was the uh, what? Toei? No, no, this was Shaft. this was done by Shaft. Oh. Toei is the next one. Toei is the Kyuso Giga. Kyuso Giga. Uh, this was oh, done by Shaft. Right. Um, and Shaft 
cre- uh, before this was Bakemonogatari, which kind of created their uh, like head tilting memification, as it were, with with how the anime community sees their animation. Um, but Gable brought up a point that is on the here. So Gable. So, um, in like the last decade or so, the animation industry or anime industry has kind of exploded to the point where schedules are getting really, really tight and pre-production like barely happens. And, uh, Monica is one of those like happy accidents with that system because there are like a million mistakes, but it was like this entered pre-production six months before the new episode, like the first episode came out. Yeah. Like that is really short amount of time. Like they had the entire thing plotted out in like three months. Yeah. But uh, one of the points to also make is that they were not going in with like the team they were going in with was like, some of the most experienced people in oh, the yeah, business. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, it wasn't this, like it wasn't like this was the like, writer's first anime. This is Gen <laughs> Urobuchi. Like this, this man Urobuchi and his think tank. Yeah, we this, can do this. This man has done way more things before this. He's, he's the Ma- he's the yeah, MacGyver. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he's that MacGyver, this is this is like a very big exception to the rule. Yeah. No, yeah. Where yeah. like most it, of the time when shows have that amount of pre-production before the first episode, they usually are like dead on arrival. Yeah. Like it, it, it's similar to the exception that South Park has for American TV where South Park's pre-production is a week yeah. per episode. But they do a really good job. So like Monica's production time, like uh, in the later half, like some of the episodes were finished like days before they premiered. Yeah. And that's um, crazy. Like, that's absurd. And the uh, the aesthetic for all the witches and stuff like that was actually a budgetary decision and not, like, because... I mean, 100%. I think <laughs> the, I, that was the thing that caught me the most was yeah. the design of the witches being all paper crafty. I love it was, it was all It was all paper craft, like, advertisements from old circus shows, yeah. old, like, 19... Or not 19, 18, like hundreds-esque like paper yeah yeah and they just like photoshopped it and just like it just animated it i didn't like have to draw anything they didn't have to do anything like that gable do you know one of the reasons shaft has became my favorite studio it is this anime and the paper craft because they do it multiple times after this and it has become one of their mainstays of their animation besides the head tilt is if we really want, we have this really unique visual style that is now ours, which is just get the paper craft out and do paper craft animation. Get the paper. It's I think, insane I think, how like, good they are. What I'm saying is it's, it's very special. it's very similar to like Trigger and it's like Sparkles. Or or Trigger and it's weird frames. Like because they have the they have that weird like framing thing that's in Kill a Kill. Where like some of the frames look weird. Oh, yes like and the no. Shot with the not every not every trigger anime has yeah, that, yeah. but it's just one of those like you but, can see trigger sparkles sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you like you can see it in the way they color things. That still harkens back to the guy next days. Like, but that's from the guy next days. <laughs> Man, look at us getting into the uh, really deep. I mean, you brought up trigger, thing. and I know. they were something I before didn't bring trigger. Up trigger. He Talking brought to up Gable. trigger. Yeah. To Gable. You brought up trigger. There was something before trigger that used those sparkles. No, no, no. 
what I'm saying is that, that that's become their like signature thing. Yes, it was already their signature thing. Bright flashing boys, colors. boys, <sighs> stop fighting. So just saying that what I'm getting no to no fighting. <laughs> What I'm Sorry, getting that's like to the entire premise of our show. You're right. <laughs> what I'm getting to is that they were walking in circles. Like, not only is like the show religious allegory, but like the fact that this production only lasted like six months is like a miracle in and of itself. Oh yeah, <laughs> you are correct. You are correct in because like oh I wrote head tilts in there because I'm uh, I'm an asshole and <laughs> like talking about shaft head tilts. <laughs> But Shaft like loves to another, do like neck breaking head tilts. It's funny. But with this production being six months, there's definitely corners cut. Oh and yeah, you can, you can see, see it. Like anytime there's any zoomed out frames on anybody, you can see like the weird balloon shapes that anybody yeah. has. But it, but it came back with the Blu-ray. Like they knocked out. I mean, part. as as all anime does yeah. with their Blu-ray, the yeah. company spends like more time on the Blu-ray than they do on anything else. Like, they make sure that Blu-ray is spotless. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that that's what makes their money a lot of the time. So, I... Now we're going to talk about the music, and I'm going to go into, like, a five-minute-long rant about Jesus. the OP. I, I think, I think we kind of need to... No, it's not going to be a five-minute-long yeah, rant. Like, it's going to be... So... No, good heavens, no. No, no, we don't. No. <laughs> uh, so, the OP, real quick, is yeah. what is one of my favorite uh, dis- dissonances of this series. I think is the way to say it. Yeah, because um, it's where it a is traditional. It is showing a traditional anime OP for a magical girl anime. It is showing Madoka in her magical girl outfit, wa- walking around. Uh, doing magical girl things. Kube is a cute animal. Protecting her friends. Protecting her friends. Being a good magical girl. Um, it does not show any of the dark aspects of this anime. It is a bright, happy OP. Why is it in the front of this anime? Because it's there to disarm you. It's there to make you think, no, the anime is always playing this happy OP. It's all fine. And then the EDs, I forgot the EDs did this before episode three. I did not remember that those two episodes of a different ED. I did not remember that. Well, where they build up to. No. So in the first arc, ending. it's this like happy, slow song. I think that's a continuation of the OP. Yeah. And then the third one is playing the witches theme that always crops it, up it, whenever. Uh, yeah. The, well, it's the main ED of the series that, and the other thing that I would that I like to point out too, no matter what Madoka thing it is, the Madoka start is always sung by the same band, which is Clarice, and then the uh, ending is always sung by the band that does the ending. It is always those two for the sharp, drastic change of this is the standard like happy op. This is the drastic ev- like evil like dark Edie. Yeah. And it's just something that I really like to talk about because it's one of my favorite things about this anime is how it disarms you every episode trying to make you think that everything will be bright and happy by the end. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. I so, think it's about time we wrap this up because I think yes. we've been talking for way too long. Yes. Ranking. <laughs> Possibly. Um, ranking. So we have changed our ranking system. Woo! Um, we are the not... The future is now. Yeah, man. the future is now. We are not... 
uh, ranking them in an order per se anymore. We are giving them a grade. Uh, so for we, those of you that have played like Sonic Adventure or Devil May Cry or any like character action game. So we've set up a grading system. I think it's four or five letter grades. It five letter grades. S, A, B, C, and D. Yeah. So S tier is usually for stuff that's like above like above and beyond. So examples from our previous season would be like the Tatami Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, from the New World. From the New World. Like they do a million. They do a bunch of things exceptionally well. Yeah, it, it is not just like, like it is hard to find flaws yeah. in those things. Like, and in like finding exa- flaws examples, is being super nitpicky. Examples of this and like stuff that we can't cover in this show would be like the original Fooly Cooly. Like that's something that would be S tier. Or, uh, um, what else? Uh, you might put Dragon Ball in this. Uh, there's so there's might. some okay there, like there's some like I, stuff like, that doesn't look that good i can't <laughs> i can't say i'd put like i want to put one piece at an s but the problem with one piece is the length makes it not an s i mean that and the animation this kind of oh yeah i mean we're talking about anime yeah there was toei animation um the only the uh, we'll get like into that discussion next episode. Alchemist, maybe no brotherhood, 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 yeah, brotherhood, yeah, brotherhood is an S tier. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that. <laughs> Super concerned. Look. I'm gonna ponder over this. Uh, Trigun. I would yeah, put Trigun in S tier. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Cowboy, no, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, I get. Well, we can. Gurren We can. We can keep well, going, yeah. but yeah. like. Stuff like that. Stuff you that's have to hit the notes. We, we actually kind of spoiled two things if we roll them. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because those are oh, actually no, listable. So, oh, yeah. like, go on to Google and type in... So, going into the next letter grade, A's are usually the stuff that's, like, the, like, Sorry. head honcho of its season. So, something... They do things exceptionally well, but there are, like, some nitpicky things that you can talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's, like, some nitpicky things. Uh, Like, an example of this from, like, the last season would be like uh Kaguya. yeah like not our last season but like this like oh, the as last of, anime season as of this recording yeah, yeah. the last anime season it would be like Kaguya stood out to me uh shield hero isn't finished but i would put it under this i'd put i uh, like it's really hard yeah. to put shield hero somewhere right now because it's not finished i don't yeah. like i don't like ranking things till they're finished because it gives me a feeling of something. I say Hinamatsuri is an A. Yeah, <sighs> I would put that. Yeah, I yeah. would that's stuff, stuff, stuff that's like uh, exceptionally that's- well in its season, yeah. and stuff that like when we dig it up and we watch that, it. We'll put Tonagawa at S. <laughs> but like, you know, me, you, need, you know how to get me happy. And then like uh, B is the the animes that do that do pretty well. It's that, like, solid level. It's so like examples from our mm, previous season would be solid. like, uh, okay, solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vivid Dread was no Vivid Dread was, we would put in C. I thought it'd be like a Kashuk record of a bastard. Yeah, that would that, that would probably be a B where it's. Like Senyu, I would say it has some good qualities, but it also is yeah, lacking Senyu in some areas. or like um, what was it? It was like a beautiful summer or something like that. Summers. Oh, waiting in the summer. Waiting, waiting in the, the summer. summer. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, like those would be bees. Like they're great, and there's like I'd watch them, but there's 
like stuff that's they have some high notes but they also have some low notes yeah uh, c is where we start getting into the vivid the, red operation the or average or below average the yeah niche, i would the say niche picks i would say the ones like i i, I would say average because I, d is going to be below average yeah d is going to be our below average there is much to be desired from the the, 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 the so this is the d, d this is, like, is where the short but this resides. is like uh <laughs> <laughs> laughing under the clouds vivid red operation i mean we know under where c. we know what we can yeah. easily say is here's Suki Pro. Suki Pro is no. Suki Pro is is F rank. You already decreed. Suki Pro is a T. But we don't even have yeah. an E rank. I'm not making an E rank so we can have an F rank. I know, but he's going. Oh, I was thought, I was talking about the C's, but if we're going into D's, well, that, that's what like, I'm yeah, saying. No, the like, D's are like the D's are the ones that the like bridge, 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 <laughs> bridge, yeah. bridge, or like, whatever the Fox Spirit Matchmaker nonsense was <sighs> that okay, we never so got to watch. On, yeah. yeah, because I liked. Konohana Kitan. No, like no, 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 not that. No, not that. The one oh. that we, the oh, one the that ma- we the canceled. Chinese one. Yeah, no, China, <laughs> you can't make anime. The one. Yeah, yeah, no, that one. That we and we almost had a second Howliners one before we found out China, that it was wrong. Stop it. <laughs> All right. So where do, where is this going? Is there a. any? A. a. I'm saying A. Like right away, I'm saying A. A. Uh, okay, I'm saying S. So. so this is a this so my, my I feel like it should be an S. My my feeling of this is a thing that I actually didn't get to talk about. This defined the magical girl genre for the most part of yeah. I mean this how, how generation many time, of anime. How many times in the last season did you reference Ma- um Madoka? <sighs> the twice. entire Arahara episode. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I can count twice. If, um, if, we, my if head. you talk about an episode, but you are constantly referring to another anime, like I feel like it Gable signifies its importance. There's there's a term of post Modica and magical girl Ava. and pre Modica magical girl. Henry, that's why I, keep I don't know why you're Ava. talking to me. I'm not the one that's saying it I should be an A. <laughs> what? Okay, so that's just my opinion making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, that's but we're, I think I, I think the rest this, of us if, are saying it should be. If an S. it is an A, Matt, I want to say it's because the version that we watched shows the six month production that oh, it if has. Oh, it's the Blu-ray, then yes, S rank. <laughs> but we did not watch the Blu-ray because that one's not always readily available to people. So for all you Blu-ray players. All uh, you PS3s out there. All right. So Puella, <laughs> Madoka, Magi, Madoka, Magica will be our first one. And we are starting at an S. Woo! This is way better than last year. What do you mean last year? What do last you mean? season. Oh, we started with Kazin. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's, I forgot. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> see, I thought we started with Trinity. That's Blood, what I thought. Yeah. Mistake. <laughs> Mistakes were made on our end. We started at the top. Now we're here. Now, <laughs> now we're here. Now we're oh, here. we don't even get to randomize today. No, I mean, we don't. Nope. Well, so, here's the thing, too, that we can do. We can randomize today and then bring it up every single other episode until after. Well, I think uh, we I need think to, so. I think we need to remind... Just wait till the fourth episode? Just wait yeah, till the fourth episode. So, yeah. so the next episode is going to be my episode. It's Kyuso Giga. It's... Um, Kyuso Giga. It's a story about family and the weird extra planar nonsense that goes on with that. It's about when it's your, your artsy fartsy my artsy bullshit. <laughs> I know. Gable, why did you tell me this was by the director of Blood Blockade Battlefronts? So this is the director of Blood Blockade Battlefronts 
anime only episodes. This isn't yeah. Oh, okay. This isn't the okay. full blockade battlefront stuff. Okay. So this is the movie and episode one of the first season. Cable. I had to watch this one and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know. <laughs> Did you get lost in the end? Yes. Yeah. And the beginning. Gable. Did I mean, you know that I like nonlinear storytelling? <laughs> I just thought it was nice. Hey, All right. one of my other form of storytelling. There are no rules. It just happens. <laughs> we don't set the rules Anarchy. to the story. It just goes. <laughs> All right. So like Cromartie High oh, School. Real quick, because we do have, to, I do have to bring this up. We ran into a snag after we, uh, after the last episode as to my pick again. Oh. Because oh, yeah, right. turns out uh, we are recording in 2017, not 2015, when Angel Beats used to be available in the U.S. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to buy a $150. Yeah, we're recording in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. What year do you live in, Matt? I live in a year and time <laughs> a and place. Time. Um, so the big problem, the big problem is that, uh, angel beats, which was, which was what I picked, um, turns out the license expired, which I've never heard of an anime having that happen to them. Mm -hmm. And so it's not available on any legal streaming service, which means it technically can't be done on this podcast. Made me sad. So I went instead with... Oh no, you became sad from a different reason, not from the actual anime. <laughs> uh, I went with Damn. a anime that I felt had a similar tone-ish. It's yeah. not the same, and it's sad because it's not the same, but um, I went with A Sunday Without God, um, which we will get to that when it comes to my time, which is going to be in three episodes. But I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. So we have to survive my pick first. That's true. <laughs> Robert, I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> they they brought me out of cryostasis it. for this. Oh my god. I watched Robert, I'm going to strangle you cuz this show has the thing that I despise the most. This is my story. All right. Cool. That's uh, it for 26 and under, guys. Don't forget to check out our Twitter, Nerdworks, Facebook thing. Yeah, that's I'm a, not shilling. I'm things. trying to make you do it. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know how to do ner it. So uh, Twitter is at, ner at WorksNRD. At WorksNRD. Um, that's a thing I should Watch do Matt stream Twitch. <laughs> yes, watch me on Twitch at SpellNRD. Twitch.tv. SpellNRD. Sometimes me, if I remember. Sometimes Henry. Henry and Gable he eventually going to be streaming the SMT games. No. Yes. That's too much time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're playing it. He's going to have a job soon. That's doesn't matter. I have, play I'm it. going to have a job that's going to require me to be like gone every weekday. Ooh. I'm coming to your house. We're streaming. He's breaking in. <laughs> He's breaking into your house <laughs> with the streaming equipment. I'm going to put pineapples all over your house. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there. Thank you for listening to 26 and under. This has been Matt. Henry. And, and Gabe, we've been talking Robert. for way too long. <laughs> Signing Hi. off. And I'm the one with zero sleep. What the hell? <laughs> Bye. See you.